When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, good morning on a Monday. Very, very feisty Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. Another weekend in the books. Bama with a big win. Big win. Uh, over A&M on the road. And Georgia flexed their muscles in a uh, dominating win over the Kentucky Wildcats. So, uh, Ole Miss 5-1. and one. Mississippi State's in a bad spot, and that's where we are right now. And we want to welcome in our friend Brad Edwards, 25 years at ESPN, college football's team, and also um, Alabama alum, but definitely um, calls it like he sees it. And Bama is, you know, hey, they're in a better spot today. That, that was a huge win now that you look at their schedule. So we'll see how this looks. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Brought to you by Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors. That's where you want to go to get an easy-go golf cart for your neighborhood, manufacturing facility, the lake, uh, wherever you are, your land. Easy-go golf cars, Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors. Brad Everts, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, Bo. How you been, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a crazy year, and and that's why we wanted to bring you on. Um, you know, hey, give Bama credit. They they go on the road and and beat a much improved A and M team. Now that uh, Bobby Petrino is running that offense, well, what was your takeaway from the game Saturday afternoon and Alabama winning? I mean, obviously it was a big win. I actually wasn't expecting Alabama to win. I, I went in thinking A&M was a little bit better of a team, and that combined with them being at home, I uh, thought spelled trouble for Alabama, who obviously has deficiencies. We've seen them in the early part of the season. We saw them again on Saturday. And the crazy thing is they won in spite of those. And if you're A&M, that has to hurt. And I, I know there are a lot of A&M fans out there that are just eternally pessimistic. And they probably figured they'd find a way to lose, and, and they did. But when a team comes into your place and they commit 14 penalties, have two turnovers, you sack their quarterback six times, and they have a combined four conversions on third and fourth downs, and you let them get out of there with a win, I mean, that that's bad. Um, and, and, you know, obviously the difference for Alabama was – 
the play of the quarterback, especially in the second half. But for Jalen Milrow, even though he still showed some of his limitations throughout the game, I don't think anybody thought he was capable of throwing for 300 yards. And he made some beautiful throws. He did. And had, you know, two receivers who stepped up. And then that was one thing that had really been missing so far was who is the go-to receiver? Who, who in that receiving core, you know, can you throw to uh, when there's a, a big play is needed? And they had a couple guys stepped up. Um, you know, one guy almost 200 receiving yards, the guy almost 100. And then um, the defense. You know, we, we saw it in the old Miss game. We've seen it a few times this year just in the second half where that defense is locked down. And uh, they, they did it again on Saturday and held A&M to three points in the second half. And um, that was the difference. So you can see them starting to get better in a few areas. And if they keep getting better, then, you know, maybe – Maybe there's a chance this team could go 11 and one into the SEC championship game, and you know, be an upset over Georgia away from making it back to the playoff. But on the other hand, I still see enough weaknesses in this team that I don't think it's far fetched to think they could finish five and three in the conference because they have. Look, they should beat Arkansas and Tuscaloosa this weekend to go to four and zero in the league. But of the final four conference games. Uh, the, the two at home are Tennessee and LSU. Both of those teams are capable of beating Alabama if Bama doesn't play well. Um, I would also say that both road games against Kentucky and Auburn, you know, we saw what Kentucky did at home against Florida. We saw what Auburn did at home against Georgia. If those teams play that way and Alabama doesn't play well, those are both losable games. So I, I don't think five and three is out of the question. It's probably not likely. But I, I think that's where we are with this team, is that they're somewhere from 11-1 to 1 to 8-4, and 4, and how much they continue to, pr- to improve is going to be what determines, you know, where that record falls. Brad Edwards on the Out of Bounds show talking Bama um, football and where they are. So what – they're still good, like you said, and I think they've, they've taken some really good steps the last couple of weeks. Um, they're still physical as all get out. They don't have the – top-tier talent that they've had at edge rusher, at wide receiver, and in the back end. Um, wh- what do you chalk that up to, Brad? Why Why do you think they're – even we held them to such a high standard. Why do you think they're down yeah. a little bit? So, you know, when you look at the talent, let's just look at defense, and you mentioned, you know, edge rusher. They don't have a Will Anderson. Right? I mean, nobody in college football has a Will Anderson this year. But – They've got two of the better pass rushers in the SEC, and I, I think that was a big part of Saturday, and, and really in the second half against Ole Miss as well. You know, they were able to get good pressure on the quarterback, and I think the the big thing is that some of the interior defensive linemen started to beat blocks and get in the backfield, and that's something that we haven't seen much of out of Alabama since Quinn and Williams left, um, and that was you know a few years ago. So. What's happened? I mean, they're they're still recruiting and signing the, the same caliber of guys. I mean, they're they're getting guys who Georgia and Ohio State and LSU are also after. Um, so it's not like it's not like the caliber of recruit dropped off. I think the only thing I can really attribute it to would be player development, and that's something that falls on the assistant coaches. Whether you're talking about the position coaches or the strength and conditioning coaches. And all, all I could really point to is just that when you look at the amount of turnover on the coaching staff throughout the entirety of 
the Nick Saban era, it, it seems like it was just a matter of time having to replace that many guys every year that eventually he would make a few bad hires. And, and I don't know that I can point to one guy specifically and say this guy and this guy. Um, I, you know, I, I do wonder about the coordinators the, the previous couple of years and whether those were the best guys for the job. But um, it just doesn't seem like the players have been developed the same way that they have been. And, and you know, you look at this year's team, normally there are four or five guys for Alabama that you can look at and so say, that guy, whether it's going to be the coming draft or two years from now, that's a first-round pick. There aren't a lot of guys on this year's team that you look at, and there is no doubt that guy's a future first-round pick. And I, I think that's one of the differences. And, and, you know, did they miss on some guys, or is it just, you know, lack of development? It's hard to say, but I, I think it's fair to say that the, the players are not quite as good as we're used to Alabama seeing. Now, that said, <laughs> um, outside of Georgia – how many teams out there wouldn't still trade their roster for Alabama's? I, I think the vast majority of them still would.